tip. Good afternoon. It is July 24th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B. Hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? It was in the news last week. Vikings first round wide receiver, Jordan Addison. He got in a little bit of trouble. He got busted going 140 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. All right, never good. Then you find out he's driving a Lamborghini. I, you know, they probably can't even drive, you know, the actual speed limit. Young guy is the safest. No, but all right. You know, there, there's worse things he could be doing. Well, some more information came out today. The reason that he was driving so quickly is because he had a dog emergency. Are you allowed to break the rules, the law, if you have a dog emergency? What rules were broken here? Because I, I think there there may be some that we could maybe flex a little bit more than others. He went 140 miles an hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. All right. Now the reason we don't want that is that it's it's dangerous and it's dangerous for everyone else around. Were there is there any harm done? No one, no no. Yeah, I guess no one was hurt. And I will also throw in it was. Three o'clock in the morning. Was it a successful pet rescue or whatever the urgency? Like, was it successful? Because I think that it also might factor into it. Or right? if you're going to break a whole bunch of rules and then it doesn't work, it's really not worth it. But if it worked or if it felt that it was necessary and, 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 and we, we got the results we were hoping for and the only way or the only way you'd thought we could have gotten that positive result was doing this. Did we get that? There was no further information on what kind of emergency it was. Am I crazy for thinking that? Does that make it a little bit better? Uh, I can kind of see the direction you're going in. You know, if your dog is you know, in trouble and you're the only one that can help it, so you are racing home to take care of it. But if time was of the essence in this situation, I mean, I don't know how far he was driving, but if you're not driving that far going you know over double the the speed limit is not going to get you there as fast if you get pulled over for speeding and now you're in a worse situation yeah i think i'm much more saying it's okay for him to do 60 not it's okay for him to do 140 is, is that i think I'm, I'm 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 drawing back a little bit like i'm okay with some parts of this but it's it's excessive right that's almost three times the speed limit in in a 50 which I, depending on what part you're from around in the states or even internationally, you know, 50s, 50s pretty solid. That's that's not a that's not a 30. That's not a school zone. Like you're allowed to move a decent amount in that. So I don't think it's truly as limiting of a, of a speed zone as, as the areas I would speed. It, it just seems it just seems odd. Of you get in trouble, you're a rookie. In one of the times, like you really got to stay out of trouble, and then you just kind of throw this. Uh, well, you know dog emergency and it's kind of the one of those things you throw out that almost seems like you're kind of a jerk if you ask follow-up questions kind of like you're actually your question like if you're a reporter do you actually ask him that like hey jordan uh so just following up on this story is uh is your dog dead like pretty uncomfortable yeah i need to get out of this let's get back into what we really want to talk about and that is slam ball returning <laughs> I I'll, I promise the transitions will get better than that. But uh, the slam ball's back. It's been a 15-year hiatus, which if you'd asked me, I would have said, yeah, it was like five years ago, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't like 
it wasn't that long ago that this was this was a thing. Like it, it, it was it was Spike TV. How long ago was Spike TV? Like that was not that long ago. We used to care about cable, and now seeing it back, it, it really did feel like a oh my god, it's really been this long. I can't believe this has been this long. It's I think it's an effective modern sport that I am already endorsing that I already believe has a chance to actually coexist and be successful. I think the the idea of trying to force a highlight to happen in every 15 seconds is is a check mark that not every sport has that this sport kind of has. And I'm giving it a ton of credit. I I worry a little bit about the talent level and and whether or not it's going to be able to you know, get get talent from other people. I mean, there's how many other leagues going on just right now? We have the basketball tournament. We've got the big three. There was just NBA Summer League not too long ago, and, and now we're throwing in slam ball. But I'm all in on slam ball. I, I, I thought the highlights are great. I mean, who doesn't like dunking in aggressive play? This is this is cool. I, I think it combines a lot of the, the cool elements of other sports. Uh, I like the free throw shooting, that there isn't any, and that it's like a one-on-one challenge instead. I, 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 like, I like a lot of things. I think they got a lot of things right out of this. Uh, first first Friday night was last week on the debut. What did you think of all this? Is is it exciting as you remember? Or... I've only, I never watched it when it was live. It was only the, the highlights afterwards. And it was always looking at it just thinking, you're combining all these cool parts of sports. Like, this, this should just work. This should just work. And so when I saw it was coming back, especially where I saw it, this is going to be on ESPN. Not even ESPN Plus, not on one of the ESPN channels, like ESPN proper at 7 o'clock on a Friday. That's in, in the wintertime, that's when they have the NBA games on. The, it, there are more primetime spots maybe, but this is this is one of them. And so seeing as they are like trying to push this as best they can, I said, I am the audience for this. I If I don't tune in for this, this is not going to survive. I have to help out with this. I have to watch. So not only did I watch, I, I went to uh, I went to my local bar. I got a hold of the remote, and I made sure that the whole bar was watching Slam Ball. And the reactions that I got from people was very fun because it definitely skews to be an older crowd, and there was a lot of, well, this is uh, this is uh, interesting. I don't think I've seen this before. And then I could chime in with like, oh yeah, it's brand new. This, what you're seeing right now is it just started half an hour ago. This is brand new. Uh, so see how you feel about it uh i don't know if i converted anybody but i sure had fun where you're just watching it and i totally understand there are trampolines so they're able to jump way higher than in in a normal basketball game but still some of these dunks you still have that reaction where you're leaning back in your chair really quickly and you're covering your mouth and you're you know making uh you know crazy crazy noises involuntarily uh, I had fun watching it. I didn't quite uh, understand all of the rules, but I think it's fun to just you, you go and just you kind of figure it out as, as you go along. You get the general idea. Dunks are worth three. Guys are still shooting threes. So I thought it kind of helped balance uh, balance it out. I think that as it goes along, there'll be different strategies. And you could definitely tell there was a sort of a, a curl in drive and then try to get one of your teammates to come through for the big dunk. And then you got the guy in the back playing defense that j- jumps out. And you- you're never sure what's going to happen, whether it's going to be a dunk or whether the guy's going to block it. And it seems like it's it's pretty fair. Uh, I-, I think you, you said you're-, you're concerned about the uh, about the athletes. I-, I think I think you got some guys. <laughs> and I think you're, what you're looking for is it's a little more X Games, you know, necessarily than, than basketball. If you got to be ready to, hey, I'm way up in the air. 
anything can happen, and I'm ready for collision. And I'm, I think you gotta just be a little bit crazy. I, I think they're very interested in allowing those collisions, and and I, and I think that's what they're selling a little bit in all this is there. There's an action. I mean, are you, do you think you would ever actually get tired of of watching somebody try and dunk it and somebody try to contest in blocking it? Like, how many times in a row do you think you could watch that before you'd say? Yeah, I don't know. If I, I think I'm good. Like, I, I don't, I don't really want to see this anymore. And, it, and it's not like that. That's all that this game is. I actually thought there was better shooting than I remember. There was other elements that seemed to have a little bit more strategy into it. I thought the defense looked a lot better. And, and it's they kept t- the games. They kept the games fast. I don't know exactly what the uh, what the quarters were, but the games, the games moved. It wasn't. Man, they're like still doing this. Like, no, no, get them in, get them out. There's a new team. I think it was like the first iteration was four teams. So each team played each other. Uh, or at least it was two and two. But it's, it's live substitutions. That... They're they're happening on the fly, just like in hockey. You come in, you come out. They're, they're they're all doing that. I like that. I think one thing that this captures a little bit better than lacrosse and maybe even hockey does is I I think it's actually visually easier to see and digest. Hockey happens so fast, and we're going back and forth so quick, and that's great. But I I think it's a little bit harder if you're if you're a little more farther zoomed out, saying like lacrosse to see everything that's happening. And I, I think you can see everything in all this, and I, I think you see it enough. And you also have the advantage of, of similar to the NBA and of college, of, of visually kind of getting a good look at these guys. Like, like I think these guys can become stars. I, I, I'm not sure if the younger generation is truly going to do this, but I think if you were to pitch a sport where there's a highlight, like I said, every 10, 15 seconds, this would be the one. So I'm, I'm pitching my flag to it. I'm in on it. I'm sold. I'll be watching this Friday. I'd be intrigued to see if they're able to add more courts or if there's any other courts that are available and they were to say tour or or do whatever like i don't know if this is going to be a globetrotter gig like the x games like you're thinking or if this is truly going to become a league where every city is going to have a slam ball team with with actual home courts and and slam balls and i get a little bit more excited because you said you wanted to go jump around with all this like how far away are we 10 years down the road from this being a recreational opportunity for someone and are we are we too old to try it then like <laughs> What's it going to take to get us on this court or trampoline or whatever you want to call it? Good. Good luck with that. Uh, th- this just seems like an absolute nightmare to try to, uh, you know, to, to, to litigate. Like, how many forms do you have to sign before you're, you're allowed to go out there? And how much training do you have to have? So I think it's going to be tough to get it for, uh, for casual fans. But I, I was looking at it and I, I thought it'd be fun to be uh, the, the, the defender. Where you're for sure going to get dunked on sometimes, but just like a guy's coming in and you're jumping pretty much from out of bounds and then just trying to go straight up and try to contest it. I'm not nearly big enough for it. Uh, and I think, like you said, probably too old as well, which is uh, unfortunate. Um, one of the, the big concerns I had, though, you're talking about other cities. It was in Vegas, and by the second game, it was pretty full, but I'm, they weren't even in a in an arena. I don't even know if you consider it the size of like a high school gym. It was more of a some sort of kind of like a theater and at the beginning it it, it was not it was not full and that that seemed like a concern to me it's it's new it's new and i think it's a weird sell too i I think you're when you i think when you walk in or when you're telling somebody about this i think they're expecting uh like like the movie basketball like i I think that they're kind of expecting some kind of half-baked idea that's just being pitched recklessly like this and I, i don't think it's that i also like to almost counter what you said earlier of like it's brand new it's not new, all right? Some 15-year-old didn't come up with this. Like a 50-year-old guy that did this 15 years ago came up with this and, and is still pushing it and is still the guy responsible for all this. God, he was just on Rasilla the other day. I forgot his name, but 
I I think that's cool. I think that that's that's, that's that means something, and, and hopefully it'll continue on. I re- I really hope it makes it. Uh, do you think it's gonna make it though? Like, uh, are we next year on ESPN? Is this, is this on Fridays? Is this on reruns only? Or w- w- what's the what's the future of this? Do you think with uh, with Slam Ball on ESPN? I think it might be possible. I don't think it would have been possible five, even even ten years ago because you had the main content, and that's kind of what you you, you had to show. But now, with there's just any anything that's live. It's you, you gotta you gotta have it, and I think ESPN is looking for more of these types of sports that are a little more niche, and it has to do more with not are you going to buy cable that has all of the channels in it? Is are you gonna buy ESPN Plus every or maybe not every month, but at least for the months that Slam Ball's there because that's what they want. They want the more of the hardcore fans, and I think that they're, they'll they'll be able to get that. I think I I have to imagine. I don't know what it will be, but I think there might have to be some some rule changes. Some hey, you know, we thought this was gonna work. Actually, we gotta change it and do it do it this way. I think there'll just be some massaging, but I think it could. I think it could last. I don't know if it'll last on main ESPN, but I think it's going to to exist somewhere. I mean, especially in the summertime, we're always talking about this. Of people are looking for sports, we're looking for content for for the podcast. And we just have this perfect window here where if this was on in December, I'm probably not watching Slam Ball. You already got college. You have so much college and you have so much NBA. You can't even watch all of it. But this little spot in uh, in the summer, it's like on, on the same Friday, I watched Slam Ball and I watched the uh, the Women's World Cup where it's like, this, this is what's on. Uh, I'm going to check this out. This, sound, this seems cool. And then you even throw the, uh, the basketball tournament in. And all of these are going to be finished in – four to six weeks so not even pretend like yeah we're gonna try to compete with football it's like no, no this is our little window we're gonna try it out and that's why i was fine with giving it giving it giving it a shot on friday night i think the long-term plays you have to show it on fridays just to get the exposure of it but maybe you only show one game on friday and the rest of the games are on espn plus kind of like the the league pass equivalent to slam ball would be only on espn plus i think i think that's right because you have to get the exposure of this not enough people know about it you can't just put it exclusive somewhere and be like oh i wonder why no one ever found this like i think you have to air a game every friday and i think you rerun games like during the off season at like 2 a.m like you just you, you try to get as much exposure on this as you can on that platform i don't care if it's espn 2 espn news or, or whatever other channels they got right now to, you find a, you find a winner to rerun these and just try to get as many people to know about it as possible and maybe they'll watch it next year. I think you're going to have a hard time hooking everyone this year, but you hooked us already, and I think you just got to get enough people to watch, and that's – if you just get them in, you, just, you might you might keep a couple. Like, like you said, there's there's tons of highlights. So I think this fits really well in social media with TikTok and with Twitter and all really all, all the social media where you don't have to go in and watch a whole game or watch even – not even a, a, really a, a whole series of plays. You could just go, and in three seconds you get that – Oh man, <laughs> fifteen feet in the air and dunking all over somebody. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I would like to see more of that. Yeah, well, we did some basketball talk last week where we did a Duke draft, Duke basketball player draft, Duke college basketball player draft. Blah 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 blah. There was a vote on Facebook of which uh, let me let me just reiterate all this. I I asked to do a snake draft and and we had came into the podcast prepared with a snake draft. 
And then, and then, like two minutes before the podcast, he's like, "Yeah, you really want to do the snake? It might be a little bit more confusing. It'd be a lot of words, and you're gonna have to do a lot of the talking. This be back to back. It'd be slower. It's a worse podcast. It is a worse podcast. I I knew that going in, but it would have been a more fair competition. Not to mention that we were polling nobody but your audience. All right, my audience isn't on there because there is no audience of me. It, it's <laughs> there are no Facebook audience for Will. There's no Facebook friends at all. So this is purely all of your votes here. So I'm not shocked by the results that you managed to sweep. I couldn't pull. One vote. Not even my fake Twitter account could vote for me. The polls closed quick. And uh, you're going to get the first pick today for the movie draft. You, you got any any thoughts on your, your victory here or your, your schemes? Were the, were the odds against me? How, how, how have I had such a poor lawyer in wheeling and dealing everything here? Well, you, you asked for the first draft to go with one of the things that I know the most about. So, I mean, you're already behind the, uh, behind the eight ball there. So, you know, you did your research, but I mean, I got my, uh, you know, my, my finger on the pulse of, of the Duke fans, and they're probably the only ones that voted on this anyway. So that's where uh, that's where I knew who to pick. See, I actually don't think any of them are Duke fans. I think everyone that voted for you was not a Duke fan and had only heard of the players that you'd picked. Versus mine, I think were the legit Duke fans. Like if these were a blind test for you, you would I would have said which one of these do you think is an actual Duke fan? You would have picked my list. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Eh, maybe not. I'm tr- I'm really trying to argue my way out of this. All right. Well, you're going to get the top pick today. Before we get into the movie draft, I, I figured we maybe spitball a couple qualifiers here before we we get in. And it's like, is that even a car movie? Maybe help define this a little bit. Maybe just to get a little discussion going here on 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 one. So, do you, do you have a movie? Do you want to ask me to either shut down or approve, or, or do you want me to send one towards you? So this is trying to get get a feel because uh, my my thought was it has to be a, it has to be about a car. It's not a vehicle draft. So if it's a truck, if it's a motorcycle, that's not a car. So you want to focus on cars. And then I was also thinking the car has to play some sort of pivotal role in the movie or it's the movie is about cars where if you would t- think about the movie, Either, either are like, oh yeah, there's like an awesome car chase in there. There are multiple car chases, or there's a specific type of car. So you say, oh yeah, I remember that movie that has this in it. Those are kind of like the parameters that I, that I was thinking. All right, so we're crossing off speed. It's a bus. That that doesn't count. I would say I would say that's the easy cross off. Even though not a car. Even though the bus is an automobile and it has way more in common with a regular car than any of the other cars in any of these other movies that hover, that fly, that that parachute that that leap over bridges and, and never get damaged at all the normal bus that has the most thing in common with the, with the car we're crossing off that, that doesn't count it's not a car <laughs> okay just if you if you said no, hey, I, hey i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the car to the store and then you got on a bus that would be what are you talking about you know you're getting on a bus it's a, it's a totally different vehicle that's the same thing like i said with a with a truck or with a motorcycle it's a, it's a different vehicle all right but the car that time travels and hovers has just as much in common with the car. When was the last time that you watched Back to the Future? Because it only hovers in the ex- the very last scene for 20 seconds. The rest of the movie, it's a normal car. Okay, but that's an awesome part of the movie. That's like the best thing it does. Like, I, it's, it's not just a thing that time travels. It flies, too. It's amazing. But I'm saying that that is so uncommon from a regular car that it, it's... That's because at that point, then the car is from the future, and then we don't really know maybe cars in the future. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be called planes or if they're going to still be called cars, but in are, this are, situation, it's yes. still a car. 
Okay, but that's that's a completely different thing than the cars we're talking about today. And I actually think the bus and speed has a lot more to do with the car than that does. Is really my point. And I and I think I just made it. I'm telling you, if you <laughs> that's pick a, speed, that's fine. I agree with you. I agree. When that you pick it, it's not it's not me. It's the listeners are going to go. Hey, Will, you said this was a car draft, and you drafted a bus. I, That'd be like in the NBA draft if you drafted a hockey player. Doesn't mean he's not awesome. It doesn't mean he's not an athlete, but it, he's not a basketball player. No, but I think that Speed is more of a car movie and does more things that car, cars do than, than a lot of the things that the cars do in all these other movies we're about to pick. I, 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 I'm not arguing anymore. I just I just found that interesting that the bus— Doesn't was, Speed, that, don't they jump a bus over an overpass? It's a, it's ridiculous. It's, it's a good it's a good I, car yeah, movie. I mean, but, we're doing movies. We're doing I, movies. That's the the whole point. We're doing we're doing we're doing car movies. We're watching automobiles do crazy things in the air. And I just thought it, it was weird that we disqualified this because it held more passengers, and we didn't disqualify the other car because it flew in the air and time traveled. I, I, like we're yeah, disqualifying just because it holds more passengers. The other one parachuted out of a plane in Fast and Furious twenty five and. And that that's that's fine, but the, this one just drives on whatever amount of wheels and carries a couple more people. We're disqualifying that. Did, what what parachuted from the sky? The car does in like Fast a and car, Furious Six. Not a bus. It was a car. Yeah, but cars right don't there. do that. Right in the name. Cars don't do. All right, fine. You're right. None of the cars do. None of the the buses don't jump bridges either. All right, I, I get it. All right, it's fine. All right, I Man. just. I just I really like speed. I felt like it should have been mentioned on the movie. I, I thought it was in the same realm of everything we're going for, and it does a lot of things right. I, I was looking for the opportunity. I would love for you to pick it because it would just be such an anchor. I don't think you would. I, I, I think I'd run away with this category again. So I'm just trying to help you, but I will not preclude you from picking it if you really want to pick it. I, I just didn't like how fast you were willing to cross it off. All right, other movies. Moving on. I I, I haven't. I haven't seen this movie, so th- this may be a bit of a spoiler for me and, and probably a little bit of a disappointment. I, I've been meaning to see this. I'm familiar with the movie. I I just asked because I've seen bits and pieces of it, and that is the newer version of the Mad Max Fury Road. Are we calling those cars? Because those, are, are like, those are like machines. Like They're like Transformers. Like a <laughs> well, one, they're not Transformers. I, can't, I get what you're going, what you're going towards. I'm I'm, I'm allowing it. I wouldn't cross this off your list. I'm asking if you would. They're dystopian vehicles, but I can see with the argument that we were just having that are the, are they cars? And I think the newer ones are more trucks, tanks sort of deal, not cars. But I think the the earlier ones were more cars. Yeah, I don't know if I really want to punish the newer one for just having access to build and develop Bigger, newer yeah. stuff versus like the original one is like well, we we barely even we just have cars we don't have cgi it's the 70s yeah we, we're lucky we're doing this This movie's amazing we, yeah, we don't, yeah, because we're no doing CGI. with just this yeah, we have to do all this real <laughs> so i i thought i just thought that was another one like i'm i'm okay to allow it i'm I not crossing that's, it off that's a gray area you're gonna have to argue it well all right uh ferris bueller stay off i don't have as much of an argument Car movie, not a car you think, movie. You think that would be be in or would not be? I think the car, the car is it's a pretty is, big part of the plot. Well, not only that, I just think the memory. I remember the car when I think of the movie. I think of the car, and that that's, I think that's a big factor in what we're trying to do here. And I, 
I don't have it on my list. I'll say that. But I, I did want to ask whether or not, just because I knew this would be fun to poke poke at you because you were going to poke holes in everything else. and be like, all right, well, what about this one? Huh? Go get out of this one. I also I also don't have that one on my list. But, but you think of I the car, see, right? If, if you, but if you had if you had a good argument for it, then I, I could be I could be pers- persuaded on that one. That that it's a car movie because it's it, it, it's not just one scene. There's like a few different pieces to it. Uh, it's not the whole movie, but it definitely factors heavily into it. All right. The last one I got was uh, not nothing. I'm, I'm good. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. You think, you think you got the general idea? Now we could just get into arguments about our actual picks. I mean, yeah. That's 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 the column A in me. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Are you ready for the the first pick here? I am ready. All right, with the first pick. First pick in the July 2023 Cars draft, because I'm sure we won't try to do this again next year, is The Fast and The Furious. If you're not familiar, that is the first one. This came out early 2000s, might have been the 90s, long time ago. Would have came out on VHS, and we are talking all of these characters are young. It's amazing how many of the characters they were able to keep in this in the now 10-plus movies with spinoffs, but top-of-the-line car movie. It has cars that a little bit of a, you know, kind of kind of a heist vibe to it of breaking into uh, into 18 wheelers to steal expensive Japanese electronics. You also have street racing. You also have it's sort of sanctioned uh, uh, drag racing. So it's like there are cars constantly throughout. They have to get an old car or what that was the, the beat up car to refurbish it. So not only are you racing cars, you're working on cars. I, I don't think you could say this is not a car movie. You could argue that maybe it's not one of one, but I don't think you, there's no way you could say that this isn't uh, a car movie as well as just spins off a whole franchise of car movies. And I think this one is a, you know, with two are the most where you were kind of po- pointing at before where these are people doing illegal things with cars, but it's see, it's very much in the real world realm of possibility where, like you said, as we get a little farther along, it, movies you know it takes off but here racing cars and and that's totally fine these are movies i'm I'm not watching a documentary i don't need to watch real nascar are we sure this is not a documentary well i guess i guess some of them could be there may be one on my list i'm not i'm not ruining that i i did have the first fast and furious which is the movie you're referring to there are so many terrible fast and furious names this is the first one right the just just to clarify right we don't i don't want any confusion this isn't this is in one through ten. This is this is one. Uh, I I had this on the list. I had it much farther down on my list, but it was on my list. I think I have when I compare this to some of the other movies, and I understand this is being a little bit more of the original, the and and a little bit more older than than some of the movies I'm I'm going to have on here as well. So there's I just don't love the music of it, and I don't know. I have kind of a thing where I I went back and I kind of graded them all on like their. I don't even know how to, how to reference it. Like their cockpit, like confidence in their cockpit, like uh, dialogue, like like the little things they say. I just think Fast and Furious has some of the cheesiest driver dialogue when they just cut to them going fast. Oh, big time! And and I can't get, I can't like unsee that. And there are other movies that do that, and they do that very well, or they just get away from that entirely because it just looks like a bad Fast and Furious movie or or kind of a lookalike. But they did it, and, it, and it's a bit of a 
almost like a video game kind of thing where it's like we don't really need to know what they're thinking or what they look like we know they're not actually driving it like i think you're actually withdrawing from from what's actually going on here but it is a car movie and i, and I can't i can't i can't fight you on that i have no problem with you taking number one i actually predicted this one successfully i i have my own little predictions going on the side here and so far this is going well because now i feel like i am in the driver's seat because i knew you were going to take that at one and i did not have that at one uh are you ready for the pick number two I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready for your pick. All right, the second pick. It's a newer movie. I'm going to go with Ford versus Ferrari. I have... I'm shocked that this actually made it to the top of the list, but I went back and wrote down all the movies that I liked, and I just kept coming back to this one and enjoying so many moments to it. I thought some of the driving in this made me feel like I was in the actual car. Not that all the other movies don't have moments like that. I just think that the moment when Mr. Ford gets in the car and... He gets he goes for a little test drive with uh, Matt Damon's character, and they just start whipping around this airline landing area around these cones, doing all these turns, and they're flying all around this. And then the next thing you know, he just pulls pulls the brake. They come to a stop, and the guy's like in tears. Like I had no idea this went this fast, or what this was like to be in the car. Lots of other elements and all this. Love Christian Bale in it. I I think that you were talking about being a little bit more in the realistic realm. I I liked that the limits were a lot more about testing the machinery and not testing the laws of gravity in, in this movie. And, and I kind of appreciated that realism. And that's kind of why I ended up being on the top pick of my list. I could talk a whole lot more about this movie. I think the acting's in it. Great. I think the driving sounds in it are great. I think the, 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 the cockpit dialogue, I need a better, what do you, what do you want to call this? Like the, the cut to the driver scenes, like that, that stuff is good in this. Like I, I love the excitement of Christian Bale throughout the movie. Uh, did you have this on your list? Yes. Yep. This was a. Uh, yeah, I, I had this in the in the mix. Yeah, I saw this uh, beginning of uh, of COVID, and I, it's it, it's almost uh, like you put Matt Damon and Christian Bale into any movie together, and it's just like it, it's gonna be hard to uh, to to be bad. But I, I like this pick. Definitely stamped uh, with a you know, it's a car movie. Hard to. Hard to argue against that one. Yeah, no, it's, there's there's two car names right in the title. I I love the racing scenes. I love seeing a lot of the old cars. Like some of these movies on my list, it's just cool to see the cars, and that's that's worth being a good car movie is having cool looking cars, right? Not just doing stuff. All right, uh, any comments for that one other than, other than that? You're ready for number three. Ready, ready for number three. Number three. I also went with a racing movie for this one. I'm going with Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Will Ferrell at his apex, and it's just fun. You, you're going to have a good time. I just watched it recently on a, on, on a flight, and it's still, it's just, it's, it's so much fun just throughout. And there are lots of cars. It's a, it's a race car movie. So that's that's my number two pick. You know, this this movie actually recreates some really well car scenes as well the, the banter and the satirical nature of the movie is is over the top and spectacular the the shake and bake idea of two guys kind of coordinating crashes and, and slingshotting people around I, I i love i love all of that but i, I really want to actually highlight the the crash scenes that happen in this movie are spectacular they're, they're they're devastating they're massive they're huge they look realistic and they they feel they feel really huge and i i, I want to kind of credit the car driving and the car crashing of all of this movie it's much more than just a 
comedy with some driving in it. There's there's some good driving scenes. Uh, favorite Will Ferrell line? If you're not first, you're last. I don't know what always gets me, but the the <laughs> the idea of him having a Fig Newton logo. Just, just <laughs> right over the windshield, and him saying, "I sure do love Fig Newtons," because he's like questioning it. it, it it's, it's just so good because it, the advertising being pushed to the point where it's like, it, "Well, if you're willing to take the money, I'll put it just about anywhere," and it, it's, it captures everything perfectly. Uh, great, great movie selection, definitely on my list. I did not have it at three, but I did have you picking it at three. So so far, the draft is going well. Uh, number four, I'm sticking to. I love the dialogue, uh, the soundtrack of all this. It's Baby Driver. I, I just saw a lot of big names in it. It's it's just rewatchable, if you ask me. I love some cool scenes of the, the alleyway where he swings the car around between, like, two backing up trucks at the same time and does this crazy, like, I, you just got to see it. That's in the opening scene. I, I, I love the soundtrack for it. I, I There's a bunch of excellent driving in this. There's cool drama, a bunch of cool cars. I I like the schemes of all of it. It's not just driving and getting away fast. All these movies, I think, have good driving schemes. Uh, but I, I'm into Baby Driver. Did Baby Driver make your list? Oh, Baby Driver definitely made my list. I just watched that recently. Uh, the one thing I could argue with you uh, in general is that this is really a bank-robbing heist movie first and a car movie second. But the guy's name is Baby Driver, and it's all about his portion and his portion of the heist is driving. So I am very fine with considering this, at worst, an equal heist and uh, car movie. At worst. So you're not signing up for the Baby Driver Fast and Furious franchise. Like, Baby Driver X isn't – you're not ready for that? Or should we just start cranking these all out? Like, probably think some of these are almost better movies because there isn't 10 of them. Like, they're, they're like the Fast and Furious ones are always being knocked for the, just having so many. Like, I can't have more who, than one on who is, the list. Who's knocking the movies because there's too many of them? Well, I mean, did you have more than one on your list? Because I, I felt like I couldn't. I didn't think I it was... I was very close to just doing all Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Well, I... That... I was like, I was like, you know, like an inch away, and I wasn't even sure it was going to happen when the podcast started. I was going to go that way. I think you are a crazy person, and you've been uh, yeah. driving in the, the Dom Toretto passenger seat way too long. You, you need to get a new Uber driver. That one's just not getting it done. Right, get to get somebody with some sleeves on or something. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't have, really have a problem with the whole franchise. I just didn't think that their franchise was that great of a franchise to be have multiple movies in the top five. I just think there's other singular driver movies that that capture it much better. And I think Baby Driver is one of them. And I thought Ford vs Ferrari was another. I, even even Talladega Nights is, is one good spinoff. Like I don't need a second one of that. I just think they they captured it well and. It's hard to recreate this. I mean, they recreated it 10 times with a spinoff. There's 11 versions of this. It's it's fine, but you can't tell me that that doesn't take away from some of it. Uh, it doesn't right. take away from it for me. All right, next pick. If you got something that works and you can make money off of it, go for it. Uh, next pick, number five. Next one for me, another movie from the, uh, from the early 2000s, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. It's all about needing to steal 50 cars in 24 hours. It's got Nick Cage. It's got Angelina Jolie, both early 2000s. You're not going to get them at like a better level, probably. Uh, you know, you were just talking about, you know, with Ford versus uh, Ferrari. You got Damon and, and Bale. Here's another just home run duo. And just the whole movie. Just oh, It's all about it's right in the, uh, you know, in the trailer 
which I really like, because I'll talk about like how long it took you to get your ticket, how long it took you to get your popcorn. And it's like, you know, three minutes, two and a half minutes. And it's like, how long it took them to steal the car. And it's like 60 seconds. It's like, just great. A lot of cool cars. A lot of cool cars in this. I, the the ending and the dated part of, of some of the effects are, are speak for itself, but I, I had it on the list. It was farther down on my list. It was actually a little bit more in the maybe category where I knew you were going to take some. I knew I was going to take some. I did not have you taking this. I had you taking a different movie. So now my, my draft strategy is actually altering, and I am in a, I'm in a bad spot right now drafting-wise. Uh, as, as farther along with Gone to 60 Seconds, I can't say much more other than there's a lot of cool cars in it, and there's a lot of high actors that deserve to, to be in those sort of situations. Did you need another movie to this? Like, Did you want a franchise to that? No, no, I think I'm fine. No. I, I think we're, we're just we're just in like the era of now everything gets fra- like as soon as something's like a little bit good, you you have to franchise it. But this is 20 plus years ago, and that's just not how how it was done. That's why you know with the first pick going the Fast and the Furious because when that movie came out, it wasn't expecting like there are going to be 10 more of these plus 10 plus more of these. It was hey, th- we're we're making a movie about guys racing cars and family, and that's just that's what's going to be. And then it, you know ended up being much more successful but at the time it wasn't hey we're gonna create this whole fast and furious universe like they're doing just what they, they're always trying to do you know with the you know because marvel has had so much success of hey hey we're not creating just one movie we're creating this whole universe where all of these movies are gonna you know live together so i don't think you really need to try to force a uh you know two decade plus old movie and say hey we should make make more of these all right well said and with that i'm gonna take the sixth pick and pick fast and furious five fast five <laughs> I, 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 this is my favorite fast and furious movie I, I think there's nostalgia with the first one i understand that one being far more related to actual cars and way more in the realistic realm that of the capabilities of a standard car and this one certainly tests the limits and, and there's definitely an artistic expression of on the abilities and the the lifestyle of just about everybody in, in this movie but i really really love the bank vault getaway at the end i, I just i love how they kind of weaponize the thing and it, and it's used as like a battering ram and it like smashes things and they get like tip it over all this and i i just think that scene alone is, is enough for me to put it in the car movie here i i there's other scenes there's other eras there's other points i think throughout this whole franchise of, of the whatever 20 movies there are now that have maybe cooler scenes and maybe overall do more car stuff. But I, I think this is my favorite version of fast and furious. And I think they all kind of automatically qualify as car movies, even if they do become less and less about cars. Fast five, uh, any, any beef with fast five? Oh, not at all. Like you said, it's uh it's definitely when the fast movies go away from street racing and go more towards heist, but all the heists are, we're using cars, and like you just said, they weaponized the bank vault. They got two guys driving with with chains behind it, and they're just a ton of damage just throughout uh throughout Rio. No, I, I got I got no problems with that one at all. All right, so it's my favorite it's my favorite Fast and Furious movie, and all I can say is that it took five more damn movies or six more movies before they could finish the second half to all this. Fast and Furious Ten kind of picks up exactly where Fast Five leaves off. So if this was the last Fast and Furious movie you saw or the last one you liked, and you maybe were getting a little less uh, interested or a little less uh, you know box office attending, 
Uh, check out 10 if you really are into five. I think I think they got a little bit back on schedule, and I think it's a little bit more related to the story of five that I liked, and it's just a better overall movie than, than some of the other ones that are just a bunch of cool heists and a bunch of cool stunts. I, I think it just wraps a little bit better together. It's a little bit better of a movie, and, and that's what I'm going with it. Uh, all right, you're up at number seven. All right, let me just mark down yours. Yeah, so for number seven, I'm going to even go go older, which I know is a risk when you're doing stuff on Facebook, but I'm going to go with uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Older movie, but an absolute classic. Got Burt Reynolds, Sally Fields in it, similar to my pick before of Nick Cage and uh, and Angelina Jolie. Like, if you pick these people at the, at the right time, you know, they are, you know, superstars. And the whole movie is bootlegging cores, and so... Burt Reynolds' character has to drive a, uh, a a black Trans Am with big old uh, gold decal on it as the uh, as the rammer to make sure that the uh, the you know, the keep keep the cops away from the from the bootlegged uh, beer. And I I just the, the the car is in the entire movie, so definitely a car movie. Yes, uh, I'm trying to keep track of everything here. Uh, you you have drifted off my predictions, uh, well more. Uh, another another credit to this movie that you, you kind of got to mention, not only is it dated, but they, they had to actually really do all the stunts. I mean, I think we might have touched on that a little bit on some of the older movies earlier, but you know, it's not a CG or a stunt driver. I mean, it is a stunt driver, but like Bert does a lot of the, the driving and all this. And that's pretty wild to begin with. Um, just they used to really do stuff, you know? <laughs> it's crazy now looking at it. Um, I did not see you picking that. All right. I, didn't, I did not have that on my list. It was on an honorable mention over here, but... I, I did not think you were, you were going to go with that. I, I'm curious to see uh, if the following, <laughs> if you gain followers or lose followers on that one. Right, uh, it's 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 older, but I you know you, you kind of got to do a mix of you know what, what you think people are, are gonna are gonna like and you know what what I like. So I, I tried to make sure I picked all movies that I would just be happy like right after this podcast to firing up and watching. Well, that's kind of what I did, and that's that's why with my next pick, I'm what are we on eight? <laughs> Yes, with eight, I'm going to go with Drive, from also from, I think, 2011. I think this came out the same year as Fast Five, so really really just hitting that, that year, just <laughs> doubling down on, on car movies from that year. I like the, the serious nature of all this. I like the quietness of some parts of this movie. The beginning of it, you're just hearing street traffic. You're just hearing cars. You're hearing the, the radio police. You're hearing just like the neighborhood because everybody's just focused on not drawing attention and i kind of like the hiding in plain sight it seems a little bit more realistic like we're not robbing the bank and then it's immediately just a getaway it's like we've already robbed the bank we're going to try to hide a little bit and do some clever sneaky acts here and i i just thought that was a little refreshing versus just the high octane car movie this is a little bit more tasteful a little bit more slower but i i'm into it i liked it i got it at four on my on my my fourth overall uh list here so i'm I'm happy with it. I, I feel like I'm getting all the, the movies I want. Hopefully, you're getting everything you wanted. Uh, did this even crack your list, though? No. No, I watched that a uh, f- few years ago or so, and just it it didn't do it for me. I think maybe what, all the stuff you're saying, <laughs> saying it, you know, it, it was quiet and this, and I was looking more for Fast and Furious of, hey, this is going to be fun. There's going to be fast cars. There's going to be hot girls in it. There's going to be one-liners and looking for that where it's like, oh no, this is, this is a serious movie. And uh, just, yeah, it didn't, didn't do it for me. So so car movies, they, they have to have that to, to be about cars. They, they need to have the the flash. 
I'd prefer it with the Flash. Is that every movie in general or just car movies? Well, it's all the movies that I picked so far. Yeah, so I think it's every movie in general. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. No, I get it. I, I understand this not necessarily being the most popular pick, but it's it's my pick, and it, it's fine, just like your picks are also fine. Uh, all right, wrapping it up, you got your last one here, and then, then mine, right? Yes. Yep. With uh, with my last pick, I'm going to go with The Italian Job. Uh, another one that's more, uh, maybe a little more in the heist uh, category, but one of the most uh, memorable scenes is the, uh, you know, making making the heist happen, and it's all Mini Coopers, and because, you know, it's over, over in Europe, so you have to do the, uh, you, know, you have to have tiny little cars to be able to, you know, navigate the uh, the roads and all, all the different places that they, uh, they they went through to to escape. So that's going to be my, my last pick is uh, the Italian job. What I like about both versions of the Italian job, I won't even ask you to, to pick one because I think I think I'll just write down Italian job. If they think it's the old one, it's fine. If they think it's the new one, it's fine. I don't think it needs to be defined. What I like about both of them is that they're – they're kind of utilizing a car that you wouldn't always utilize, and you're putting it in situations that only this car has the advantage of. And, and I like that. It's not just a, a hot rod going really, really fast that has, you know, Nas and, and all of this. It, it could be something as simple as it fits in a tunnel and can drive downstairs or do other crazy things. And I, th- I thought that was cool in this movie. Also, there's style in it. It's, it's, there's something weird about watching all these Mini Coopers in a row. There's there's something photogenic about it that I like. So I had the movie on the list. Uh, I'm assuming. Do you want to say which one you picked? The new or the old? Does it matter? New one. New one. No problems with that one either. Uh, I, I the only one I don't I don't know the part I don't really love about that. I don't love how uh, the helicopter is just suddenly able to fly in like a parking garage suddenly. Like that just seemed that that that, that, that was a bit much. But you know, there's there's a lot of bit much. And it's just, a movie. This is a lot of bit much in every one of these. I don't know. I didn't like that. I thought they did a decent job of kind of st- stick, sticking within the realm of realism, and then th- that 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 one jumped out for me. That was uh, that was a little too much at the end. Uh, all right, last pick. I'm I am in a I'm in a tough spot here. Um, I'm gonna get all of my top five five uh, movies here. So I'm I'm gonna go with Collateral at five. Uh, Tom Cruise, bad guy. Jamie Foxx, taxi driver. I mean, you're just along for the ride, literally. Like, you have no idea what's about to happen. You're just hanging out with Jamie Foxx. He's he's having a great day. Just met this awesome girl. And next thing you know, Tom Cruise gets in your cab, and we're going for a ride, bud. You don't even know what's going on. I'm I'm in for it. I like the serious nature of this. I, I, I tried to pick better movie movies and not just high-octane movies all the time because I knew you were going to. I also just didn't think I would get any of them. I thought you would draft a lot of them. So I, I kind of maybe doubled down a little too much on the serious movies here. But ha- have you seen Collateral? Yes. Yep. I've seen it. It's definitely, definitely a thriller. Uh, you know, like, like, like you said, like you're, you're along for the ride where you're like, all right. Yep. Yeah. Even when you read the blurb and it's just like, oh man, it, it's not, I, mean, I don't think anything is going to, you know, hit the levels of uncut gems, but just has that, like you're, you're, you're on edge and you're just wondering what's going to happen. I, I also think that it, unlike all the other movies is there, there's other elements to being in the car. Like I think there's certain TV shows that we like where it just feels like the characters are hanging out and that you're just vibing with them. I think there's, there's a good taxi ride vibe to all this where there's just interactions. It's, it certainly gets a little uh, threatening and, and higher high thrilling towards some, some parts of it, but there's, there's moments where it's just like, all right, you just get in a cab and they just document this perfect conversation within a car. Like you wouldn't have this conversation maybe in an elevator cause it wouldn't be as long. And then, Maybe you would have a longer one in, in, say, like over coffee. But this is this short little segment here that I think it captures really, really well in the movie. Uh, All right. Those are the top 10. Well, once again, we will post this on Facebook. 
don't don't be afraid to vote for me. It's 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 okay. It's allowed. Zach will still like you. You could still be related to him and disagree with him. It, it's it's like it's it's okay. It's not it's not against the rules. Do, do you want to do you want to just reiterate that a little bit for me? Uh, no, I want you to vote for me. <laughs> I, I want the first pick next week as well. Uh. I was going to ask you if you had any ideas for what you wanted to draft next week. I, I was going to propose that whatever, um, well, I don't know, maybe 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 we shouldn't do all this. I was going to say whatever movie star was in your first movie, I would we could pick their best movies. But you picked Ford, you picked uh, 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 Fast and Furious, and I feel like that you just pinned us on another Fast and Furious countdown here, and I, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. Uh but we'll we'll come up with something else, uh, hopefully for next week, because I, I I think we can do at least this couple more weeks here before we kind of get back into real sports. And remember what that was real like, you know, when it wasn't just trial sports that we were reinventing. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I barely, barely, barely can remember. All right, but we're not going to end the podcast on just that. We do have a couple other segments, pieces that we wanted to get to. I asked you last week, actually, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, if you thought it'd be a good segment if we had kind of a sports proposal rule change idea here where you just pitched a rule change in any sport, it could be any, any sort of adjustment, drastic or not drastic, realistic or not realistic. And, and just tell us uh, why you think you would do it and why you think it should be done. And if it'll ever actually happen. Uh, I got a whole bunch written down here. I have like kind of a realistic one and I've got one that's kind of drastic. Uh, Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Sure, I can go first. Do you want me to do my, uh, my 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 big one, or you want me to do my realistic one? Yeah, no, do do the do the big one first. Let's see if we can sell anyone on something here. All right, the big one, and I decided you said I could do any sport, but it's like, why am I gonna try to fix sports that I don't watch? So I decided I was gonna go with the NBA, and my idea was within certain parameters, but you as the home team can set your own court size and dimensions of the court. So. If you want a skinnier court, you can do that. If you want uh, a longer court, you can do that. And like I said, within reason, just because it's you know it's it's in an arena, so it has to fit within the, the confines. But also, if you want to make the the paint narrower, if you want to make the paint wider, if you want to move the the three point line in and out, if you want to make the three point line more of a rectangle than a, than an arc, here are uh, your options. You you get you get to do whatever you want, and it's kind of more like the uh, the old school. Uh, MLB parks where each one is, you know, a little bit different. And, you know, you go to, you know, you go to Fenway and there's a huge wall in one of the fields. And then you go to some, some other park and it's really supposed to be a football stadium. So like center field is just ridiculously deep. I got, I got one for you here. You know what you want? You want like a weird skylight. Like, you know, how we used to play at the, the Williams college or the Williams elementary. And like, if the sun was at that certain spot in the morning, it was just a blind spot of the, of the Ooh, skylight. Interesting. You know, it's like ah, yeah, to just eliminated spots of the on the on the court now. You know, we just we have a we have a weird window just all the way over here. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess you got to push for afternoon games then. You know, maybe this is kind of like a Wrigley thing. It's, you you you're not gonna work at Only night. Only afternoon games. <laughs> it's, uh, I okay. I, I I like the the creativity of this. I came up with, I I came up with like five NBA ones, but this is my my this is the one that's never gonna happen that I want to happen. And I'm not even sure if it would work, but I'm I'm gonna pitch it. It's it's also along the NBA of just kind of playing with it. But I think this one fixes a little bit more of the current problems rather than adjusting the current game. I'm gonna try and fix flopping. This is how we're gonna do it. We're gonna keep track of it statistically. All right, there's gonna be two categories. Actually, there's gonna be three categories. All right, 
the first category is going to be questionable flopping. It's just going to be almost like an accusation of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he did it or didn't do it, but there, there's something suspicious uh, about this. All right? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. All right. The second okay. category is going to be egregious flopping. This is this is like, nah, he he, he did it. This, this is this is a flop. Like we 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 know he did it. And, and this is there's no argument for this. I don't think there's a case. I, you wouldn't you wouldn't take it to court. All right. The judge would shut this one down. You're guilty. This, this basically, is, it's how it goes out. And then the third category would be a confirmed flop of which at the post game in the interview to avoid getting the fines of the flop, you admit to doing this. And we keep statistical categories of all of all this. And at the end of the year, we have the all NBA flopping team, because I think humility is going to be the only way to get anyone to stop flopping. It isn't going to be hitting their wallet. It isn't going to be punishing them in the game. I think it's pure humility. So we're going to have the top five floppers in the NBA, and it's going to be the accumulation of all this. You will also get fined as normal, just like it does exist for all this, for for anything else, for only the egregious flopping. But we will still keep track of the questionable flops. And if you have a whole bunch of questionable flops at the end of the year, I bet the next year we're maybe going to referee you a little differently. Because I think that's another thing that we got to fix about all of this, is that we let certain guys get away with certain stuff. And I think if we had statistics showing that they are regularly getting away with stuff to put it to numbers, that maybe we could stop it in some way or another and address it like this. So this, this is my long NBA pitch on how I think we should fix flopping. Yeah. You think it has any chance of working? I think it does. I, I, I agree that money is definitely a motivating factor, but also getting embarrassed a little bit might even be worse. Uh, I'm thinking to expand on your idea uh maybe a week is too much just because i don't think that there's gonna you're gonna have so many of those uh those flaps but maybe i'm wrong once you start uh tracking the stats on it might be different so uh, i think a week might be a little too quick but like each month you have the you know in december who led the league in the the egregious flops and then you'd have a running tally for, for for the whole year and yeah those guys are on there, you know, sooner or later, it's going to say, hey, you know, I, I don't want to be known for this. All right. What about the confirmed flop idea in the post game? You can dodge. You can dodge the fine. It still goes statistically marked in Canada as an egregious one, but you don't have to pay the fine if you admit to flopping. I just I, I don't know if that would work because then I don't know if guys would just admit to it. But like, I think a lot of the guys that are flopping are more down the list. So are like all, every guy doesn't get interviewed afterwards, so I just don't I don't know how that would be. Maybe it's a either in the post game or you have to you know post on social media. Hey, I I flopped tonight in the third quarter. That was me. Look, there may be times where you're willing to say I did flop and we won the damn game because of it, and I and I'm okay with that. I think that's the post game I want to have. Not like everybody flirting around all of this, like not willing to admit to that. Like I I, I think. Let's, let's just embrace it. If it's going to be beneficial, you just need to admit it. and Because uh, otherwise, it's it's just not working. I think this works a lot better. I I, I, I know someone's going to fix this, find a way to like, uh, they'll find a way to beat this. I know they will. This isn't like a, this is a flawed system. I, I understand that. But I think it's better than what we got right now. They are trying this year to do the uh one one technical foul if you get caught flopping. But I think it's just too fast. They did this last year in uh, in college. It just just there's just a chunk of basketball that is acting, and then it just goes to okay. By the letter of the law, he ran his shoulder into me, 
And then I embellished the contact, so I fell down. So it's like, well, was that a flop? Or was that, hey, well, if I don't fall down, he's just going to keep ramming his shoulder into me. So I I, I didn't particularly like it. Uh, I felt like a couple of times I saw guys get dinged on it would be uh, they shoot a three, and the guys just kind of near them, and they fall down. And not in a, like, a soccer flop where it's just like, grabbing their ankle or grabbing their knee like they kind of got you know shot just more of the there was a guy around me and just to kind of avoid any problems i just kind of like went down and kind of slid backward on my butt to just kind of avoid the situation and that was considered a flop where it just seemed like other times it was more egregious flops that weren't called and i think it's gonna be very tough to figure out hey when is this a technical foul and when is this just ignored and i think it's gonna be frustrating i I think for the players and for the fans i think contact is 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 the main definition between all of this. I think the egregious undefined, like you can't defend it. You have no argument for it or when there's no contact and you flail. So is it a flop when Chris Paul stops short in front of a big man? I think that's a little bit more questionable because they're contact. I think it's, it's like an egregious one. When you go up for a layup, act like somebody hits you and then fall down hard. And then we watch in the replay that you didn't even get hit in the head. The guy like jumps over you, and you kind of fall underneath like his armpit area, and nobody made contact with you, and and you just fell really really hard because you were driving really fast towards the basket. I, I think there's more more stuff like that. I think there's more defensive flopping as well, where certain guys I don't think get hit nearly as hard or as aggressive. I, I think there's there's times when you you could I think on the replay you'll be have a better chance of telling. But really, what I'm trying to do with all of this is is just correct for people from being rewarded for it. I want you to be punished for it. Because like you said, there are times where it's beneficial. The Chris Paul stopping right in front of them, that, that's the letter of the law and the way they rule the game. It, it's not what I like. It's not how I want to capitalize on the system, but but it it's a flaw. It works. He gets the call. It, it's a guy ran yeah. into me. I, I have the right to stand right here, and, and you took no uh, you took no care into the presence of, of me being right here. I established where I was, and I fell over. I, I don't like it, but... That's that's how that works. I mean, what, what do we want to fix without that rule? Is it only one free throw? I, I played around with that a little bit earlier, too, where I was like, all free throws are one and one right now. Let's just speed this thing up. Everything. It's just, it's- I think they are. I think they did uh, dabble with the G League. of it, it wasn't one and one, but it was you shoot, and if you make it, it's just worth two points. So you only take one shot rather than taking two just to, you know, foul sh- shots are one of the most boring parts of basketball. So anytime you can get rid of that, I think it's going to be an advantage. Yeah, speed it up. I'm not opposed to it. And you know what else? I'd I'd welcome two free throws if anyone else would just welcome the underhand shot when you didn't shoot over 50%. Like, that's ridiculous to me that nobody's willing to granny shot and if you can't shoot over 40%. Like, so if, if nobody's really going to take these free the free throws seriously, then then let's not even have them. And, I'd, and I'll be less frustrated, too. Because, you know, Matt, I, like, that's one of the things that makes me so frustrated as a fan watching is, like, these are – these are gibbies. Like there's nobody guarding you. You're alone on the line, and I know it's a little bit it's more. It's right in the name. It's it's uh yeah. Let's uh let's 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 find a way to get a headache about a game that didn't even happen. I'm I'm mad about missed free throws and it didn't even happen. It's, it's already <laughs> it's already irking me. Uh, all right, so that that's that's my pitch for one that's that's never gonna happen with the the flopping and egregious flopping and questionable. Maybe flopping. it has to be something that's not official. You know that that last part would be tough to pull off, but you could come up with some sort of tiered system and i don't know if it's just two tiers like you mentioned or if it's three and maybe it's more of a more of a fan a fan situation 
Yeah, I, I guess I was just trying to do it as like that's questionable, that's defendable, and that's guilty is really what it was. And I felt, well, how is it ever going to be guilty unless it's truly confirmed by the guy? Like it's it's really going to be speculative regardless. You're you're not going to know what's going on there. So I, I just I just wanted to get like, you could those... just you could just do a uh, you could do a point system. First one's one point. The the next one up is three points, and the next one above that is five points. I. I think you 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 you've already solved it. You fixed it. We we did it together. This is what we need. This is what a podcast is for. We we, we came together. We, yeah. we we got a better idea out of all of it. And we have we have fixed the sport that we're going to watch every second of it regardless whether they listen to it or or not. <laughs> so this is great. This is this is progress. We can have we can have our our flop, flopping rankings. <laughs> maybe this should be the that maybe that should be our new thing right now. We just we do flopping rankings and we're a slam ball only podcast. We 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 were the oh, only I ones in the be. world that do this. We, I don't want to be slam ball only. I, I want to. I want to talk about other stuff. We we are we're specializing, Zach. This is this is this is what we have to be. We have to be specialists in certain things that nobody cares about. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to to commit to just slam ball. It's only it's gonna be over like in, in like six weeks. Yeah. No. It, there's there's not enough there. I, I I need more names. I need more celebrities. I need stars. And and hopefully after a year we we kind of remember something. We, we need. Some classic close games as well. Something to be like, hey, did you tune in? This went into like triple overtime, and it was it was like nobody knew who was gonna win. It was down to the last second. I, they need they need some of that, and uh, and I think they'll get some of it. It just if they don't get any of that, like if the if a team just blows out everyone, I, I think that's the worst thing that could happen. Like I think you need competitive games. Yep, agreed. Uh, to make this all blowouts are good for nobody. Uh, all right, so those were kind of our long uh, long shot pitches right now. You have a little bit more realistic one, one you think that might possibly happen within our lifetime yeah so this year for college basketball they're trying to make a the block charge uh, i guess they're trying to make it easier where it's now if the guy is i think this year and in the past it has been if he's in the air you can't go slide underneath him and take a charge they want to even get you know further back and if the guy i believe they said if he's planted the foot he's going to jump off of you have to be set before that maybe that works i don't know what i would like to see is i have two options one is no charges for secondary defenders if you're a secondary defender and the guy's going up you go up and meet him you know either try to block it or you jump as straight up and down as you possibly can hands up force him to finish over you and maybe if that's too complicated on the argument of like, well, is he the primary? He's the secondary. I don't, I don't think it's that hard, but if that's the problem is uh, rather than it be in that little half circle, no charges in, in the lane, just way easier. I, I know, especially in the NBA, I don't know if it's quite got to the you know, same thing in, in, in college, but you know, offense has all of the advantages and yep. Does this give a little bit more advantage to the offense? Probably. But I would just much rather see, like we're seeing in slam ball, of the defender going up and trying to block it, not just trying to slide underneath the guy, and then both guys fall. It's got to be like one of the most painful uh, things to happen in basketball. So it's just, hey, let's try to do basketball things, not try to you know stand as still as possible and you know be a statue. Well, the guys that are you know really good at at basketball are really the guys that are really good at contesting at the rim. I mean, not that not to take away from charges, but. Yeah, you could be my size or your size, and we can go try and take a charge. You know, it, we're not going to challenge anyone at the rim, is what I'm saying. And there are guys that are capable of challenging people at the rim, choosing not to do that because the the game has said, 
I guess you have better chances of, of sliding in for a charge and punishing the other team for that rather than just denying them uh, the, the basket at the rim. It's it's, it's like, like sure. you have these you have these big guys. You'll have uh, Embiid, and it'll drive me crazy when uh, Robert Williams, who's like already injury prone, where it's just like, dude, you're so bouncy. Or Joel Embiid, like you're just way bigger than these guys. Just anytime a guy like that is falling down, I feel like we're missing out on the opportunity for an awesome play. I like it. I, I I think I don't. The problem is the officiating of it all is just so subjective, and they keep tweaking the rule to try to make it easier to officiate where there's a little bit more black and white. But it's never going to be black and white. There's always going to be a, a debate about it and an angle about it and a and a view from it that's just going to be questionable. It's never going to be obvious. That's that's why I was trying to make it. You know, the secondary defender can't take a charge, or is not going to be given a charge, or it just. If you're not outside of the lane, you're you're, you're not going to get 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 a charge, or maybe it's got to be both of them. I, I don't know, but trying to make it much easier. Where right now you're watching it, it's like, well, was because now it's it's not even. It used to be like the defender had to be set. Now the defender doesn't have to be set. The defender has to be in legal guarding position. It's like, well, are we going to take this to to court? You know, legal guarding position. I, you know, these guys are going 100 miles an hour. I, it's got to be easier. It's got to be easier for the fans. It's got to be easier for the referees. If I'm watching so much college basketball and I can't tell you exactly what legal guarding position is, then how's the casual fan supposed to do that? No, no, it's a it's a problem. And I also think that they've, and I'm blaming your school for this entirely. The the, the charge happy college thing of like, yeah, college kids hustle. They know they take a lot of charges. It's like that's not the basketball I want to watch. I don't want to watch the team that's the best at sliding underneath people. I want to watch the team that can go up and challenge somebody at the rim and show me some actual highlights. Show me some athleticism and not just like a strategic card play. Like it's it's fine. It, whatever. All right. Uh, I have I have kind of a quick one that I've I've mentioned before that I I just I just think this is an easy one to fix in the NFL. We've talked about this before. I actually may even mention some of the other ones instead of this. This is just a quick one. I don't understand, and we've talked about this before, about the, the play clock in football. Why is there not an alarm or, or a sound or, or a blink or, or a light or something that goes off when the play clock hits zero? We have structured this game where the clock's relevant and it's, you need to get it off by all of this, but the way the refs officiate the zero, the zero-zero is that they have to look at what's happening on the play and then they look at the clock. It just seems so backwards to me. Can we just make zero-zero mean zero-zero? Like, that's... It's not that hard of a play. I don't think. I think if anything, it would make the referee's job easier to officiate because you'd be like, "Did I see the light go off? Did I see the alarm sound?" And that's that's fine. I think there's already plenty of alarms going on in other sports. What's really the difference in all of this? A any problem with this at all? Like, I don't understand why we've opted for a way where it's based on a, vis a visual delay. Like we 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 know in the NFL training that there is a visual delay, and we've just accepted this. It's, it's, so what is it? One second then? Is it three seconds? Like let's just. Let's just make zero zero and make an alarm go off at the end. Is that is that so much to ask for? It seems it seems doable. Uh, my initial thought was, oh, well, they need to get a horn. You need to do something. But then it's just like, dude, they they literally this year put a shot clock in multiple places in every MLB stadium. NFL could could definitely do this, and it would just it would be exactly the same as a shot clock in basketball. I don't know where you necessarily make the, uh, you know, maybe maybe the lights because that could be hard on on replay to see. Hey, when did the horn go off versus this? But you still have the you have the clock, 
And so even if you don't have necessarily the uh, that, that red light, which is very easy to be able to visually see it in basketball, is, okay, clock's ticking down. It's hit zeros. The center has not moved his, his hand. Okay, that is a delay of game. And uh, yeah, I, I'm totally on board with this, where it doesn't seem like it's that difficult. Or even just the and review I do not of know it. Why. I, don't, I don't know why it's a zero. It's, it's, it's almost like zero, zero. It's like when it hits zero, not quite, zero, zero, then then it's an issue. Well, the other thing is then, then if you wanted to review this and you wanted to challenge it, you're, you're basing it on all this subjective zero, zero, zero time. Like, what, what is that? What are, what are we looking at? It's that zero, and it's somehow different. It's allowed to zero, zero, but then if it's any, if it's a blink longer than that, it's it's a it's a it's a penalty. And if it's not a blink shorter, it's fine. It's it, we we could define this. It doesn't have to be undefined. I don't understand this at it, all. There, there's literally a clock. <laughs> there's a clock out there that's counting down, and as soon as it hits zeros, if it's not hiked, that should just be boom right there. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. It seems it seems yeah, it seems easy to do. All right, I have two more. Should I save them for next week? No, no, go for it. We'll have something else next week. You want? All right, these ones are a little bit out there. Uh, I think the NFL one's a little bit more realistic. Uh, I think the basketball one. I mean, we could talk about both of these. I, I'm, I'm ready. You ready to go? Let's just keep going. All right, NFL, yeah. NFL extra points. We we made an adjustment years ago, right? We 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 moved it back because they were they were making it too many times and and. That's fine, and now they miss it a little bit more, and I, I don't know if I'm entirely happy with all of that, but that's fine. I, I, I like adding value to the kicker position. It, it's it's worthy of all of that, but I think they've almost added too much value to where if you have like an excellent offense and an excellent quarterback and you have a rough kicker or a kicker who's choking, you're, there's almost too much value now put onto it. So I'm, I'm proposing that we move it back closer, but we're going to make an adjustment to the field goal bar itself. So right now it is an open U, right? I'm proposing that we make it uh, essentially four rods up. So you're going to add two middle posts inside. So there'll be an inside narrow kind of straight up area to aim for within the goal post. So you'll, you'll have essentially three sections cut out over there. If you get it into the middle section, that's what you're aiming for on the extra points. Now you're saying, oh, this is going to make regular field goals a lot more difficult too, right? Like, yeah, but we're going to add an extra point if you put it down the center. And if you just get it into the other ones, it's just worth three. And I think we get even wilder with all that. We can maybe make it per yards. Like, if it's if it's 50 yards, we'll make it five points. If it's 40 yards, we'll make it four points. I, I just think you could play around with all of this. Why I want to move it closer and why I think this is relevant is I, I kind of like two-point conversions. And the way it's set up right now is you can never run a field goal fake because you're farther out. And if you wanted to run for a two-point conversion, you start closer, but they know you're going for a two-point conversion. I kind of like the mystery of it a little bit more, and I thought there was a little bit more wiggle room with all that. And I think this kind of puts us back once where we were, where that one point automatically pretty much counts for everybody. And if you put it maybe more in the center, it's worth more, or, or who knows. But it's closer, and it's more practical, and teams aren't going to get screwed for having great offenses and bad kickers. And it's just an extra little strategy to everything. Uh I also think going for it on fourth with the kicks is if you don't get it, it puts the other team in good field goal position, and then you just see more scoring. Like fourth downs are cool, but change of possession is also cool. I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested in this. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this? I may I may have to draw a diagram. Maybe I didn't do a great job describing all this. Are, are you following the the structure? If you if you are going to kick a regular field goal, and you hit one of the inside bars, is that no good or is that no, you it has to go clearly through. within inside the larger you, so that's just an automatic you're, you're good. So if it's the extra point, I'm thinking we move it to where it used to be, 
actually, what was it, the 10? Were they kicking? They were kicking closer, I want to say. Uh, whatever it used to be, if you want to kick from that close again, you have to get it in the narrow middle part. Yep. So it's a little bit more challenging for that, but it's closer like it used to be. And I think a lot of the times from that 90% area, they're pretty much putting it down the middle anyway. So it's it's really just punishing you of, can you make the free throw and not use the backboard? You know, like it's it's a little bit more, I think, like that than it is of just making it. And, and, and I think it makes it a little bit more fair for, I think, the offense. Because I think the offenses are being punished right now for missing field goals. And I like that there's value added to it, but I almost feel like there's too much value being added to it. And, and I don't think it affects the re- all the other play as well either. And I, I think this is an opportunity where you could reward a 50-yard field goal over a 30-yard field goal. I, I think you can, if you made it between the middle from 50, you could make it worth more. Because I, I think that should be. Do you think those should be the same value? You didn't answer my question. If I'm kicking a field goal and I hit the inside It has post, to go through. It has to go through. Okay, so if I if I kick what would normally be a great field goal, but it hits this new post, that is no good. That it's no good. No good. So it's making field goals harder, but you want to make field goals easier. I want to make extra points easier. I want to make field goals more entertaining. More entertaining. So as, there's going to be more doinks. More doinks, as well as I think you're. I'd like to give you an opportunity to get four or five points, and I think you could do that with a four, four a forty yard or a fifty yard field goal. I think it's an opportunity to. Put it a little bit more on that way. I, I, I like. I just think that the, this extra point thing—they've overthought it, and now it's even more boring than it used to be. They don't even make it anymore, so it's it's just stupid to me now. And it was stupid to begin with. I'm trying to justify this. It, it's 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 complicated why the game's called football and why this guy kicks the ball after the none of the other game does any of the other plays like this. Anyways, it's 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 all weird. I, I'm not saying to get rid of it all. I just I would play around with it, and I think this plays around with it a little bit better than the way we're doing it now. I, I think you either need to make uh, a bigger change or, or no change at all. Yeah, that's fine. All right, maybe the NBA one will be a little bit better for me. Uh, I don't want a four-point shot. Can we agree on that? I'm not I'm not leaning towards that. Uh, but maybe we're taking a little too many threes in the NBA. Like, have we reached that yet? Are you feeling that a little bit now? Like, do you think – do you think – do you miss two-point shots? Do you miss mid-range games at all? Eh, not really. No. The good guys still shoot from from mid-range. Because I think I, – I, I'm not necessarily against it because I, I, I like the way the ball moves with this, but I think this would make two-point shots and attempting two-point shots a, a little bit higher in value if you got rid of the three-point line in the corners. So rather than where the lines kind of bend – the three-point line right, kind of bends towards the baseline and just kind of went straight to the sidelines – so you wouldn't have any more corner threes. the three, And you would still need to space people out in the corners. I don't think there's any offense that works without spacing anyone in the corners. Just those corner shots wouldn't be bailout threes anymore. They'd, they'd be just be two-point shots, and I think it would push a little bit more value into maybe taking mid-range twos. And I, I just I think there's a skill set with mid-range twos that you don't see anymore. I don't think you see post-ups anymore. I don't think you see any of that. And if we added a little bit more value to the two-point shots, we may see more of that. You would see less three-point shooting because of it, and that may change it a little too much. But I, I, I'm just trying to bring other elements of the game back so it's not just three-point shooting. I, I understand the efficiency and the math of it all, but I just thought there were skill sets of guys that used to play in the 90s and even the 2000s that we don't really even appreciate anymore. Like, it's 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 not it's, it's existent, and I'm not sure if I like that in the game that we play today. I, I still think that there should be a place for all that. 
Uh, any any thought on any of that? <laughs> I don't think I'm really uh, looking to see guys brick long twos and why, why are bang they it down to why? the post like it was like in the '90s. I, I think everybody likes like scoring, likes how you you can't is you you go in, you know nostalgic with like oh like these guys don't you know play like they they used to. It's like well in the '90s you could have guys out there that really couldn't shoot at all. Now you cannot do that. If you want to be a competitive team, everybody on your team has to be able to shoot to some or has to be kind of more of a you know a pretty specific specialist and is super good at what they do. Well, you used to you used to just have to know how to score. Now you actually have to know how to shoot. There, there's a difference. I think that you could encourage scorers in this. You can encourage driving to the basket. You encourage dunking towards the basket. You can encourage just fadeaways in post games. I, I think are just completely lost. Jab steps. Bring Carmelo's game back out here. Let me let me see some more of that. I let me see Durant in a high post more. Dirk Nowitzki at the short corner. I I I'm I'm missing a little bit of that. It doesn't have to be Shaq down down low just hitting bodies for a whole lot, but. You know, an Elijah Wan move here or there would be sweet. I just we're we're we've eliminated a lot of other styles, and I I, I don't know. But now now we have Dame Lillard and uh, Trey Young shooting from you know from from the logo that we didn't have that 15 years ago. Yeah, two guys that are trying to get traded right now. Yeah, let's. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I could say Steph. There, there's lots of guys. Well, maybe not lots of guys, but that that's something that. That's something new that we have now that we didn't have before. You know, there's there's trade-offs. All right. Well, you know, I regret my last two pitches. I was excited to pitch them because they were half-baked, and, and now they're complete messes. But <laughs> anyways, uh, bonus time on the podcast today. Enjoy the off-season content. I have no idea what we're going to do next week or what it's going to be. But uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for voting. Please go out and vote. It's on Facebook. Little call A. Little call B. You can vote for Zach. You can vote for me. I don't know what's going to win you. I don't know what's going to get you. I, do you have any pitches for the draft for next week? Or do you want to brainstorm this after? Uh, I got nothing ready to go, but I hope it is uh, exciting as it was this time where you were getting a hold of me on Thursday uh, all, all ready to go. So any any sort of that energy, uh, that, that's what I'm looking for. We'll find something. Uh, this worked out well. I, I, I don't regret it. I, we did have a couple other topics we wanted to touch kind of on the outro here. Uh, the women's... Uh, national team soccer team is back and they won this week so keep an eye out on that i'm sure the games will get a little bit more relevant a little bit more important uh just kind of fun to, to have them back and have a team competing right is, is that what it's all about and, and we're really good so that's always fun i like rooting for america especially when they're dominant uh the basketball tournament is going on and i know that just sounds like a vague thing but that's literally what it's called it is the basketball tournament uh, be keeping an eye on that. The the Elam ending. That's uh, that. Are we are we liking that? Are we into the jam of that? Is that is that a change that we should have oh, pitched yeah. earlier? I, I I like it for for the basketball tournament. Yeah, and then uh, lastly, I I just I just caught this right now. I didn't even know that. I, I, all right, so you you went out of the country for a little bit, and Instagram came back and invented Threads, and then now this week, like what, three weeks later, Twitter is now going to be X. Like, are we calling it and X, is it or is the is logo it just X now? I, I have no idea. I, dude, I'm not on any of this. I, I'm, you're, I'm catching news from you five minutes before the show. You, you think I heard about <laughs> this? I just want to know: is it still called Twitter or is it called X now? Uh, so the bird logo is going away, and it's just going to be uh, a, a big X. I think it's still going to be called Twitter. I think it's very similar to what Zuckerberg did with Facebook, where it was, hey, this is Facebook, and now it's Meta. 
So it's still Facebook is a service, but Meta is a larger company in the same way was that Google is owned by Alphabet. It, it, it's gotta be some sort of, when you're a huge company, there's an advantage to doing this. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but you know, so you're not just, hey, all we are are Twitter. It's like, hey, no, we're owned by this parent company and you can do other things is what I, what I imagine it has to be. But you know, that's that's for the, the rich billionaires to figure out. All right, anything else you want to add for the people out there? One last pitch. Watch Slam Ball on Friday. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and vote for someone. Uh, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be him, but vote for one of us. We'll be back. Column A, little column B.